Ziploc that Right on my waistline is why I kept that strap I remember nights, I didn't remember nights I damn near went crazy, I had to get it right Now I'm your favorite rapper's favorite rapper Hey, now I'm your favorite trapper's favorite trapper The absolute truth, yeah, no joke Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Trap Draw Podcast. My name is Randy. I am joined once again by my colleague, my esteemed colleague, Tron Carter, Mr. TC. How are you today, sir? Big, I'm great. Watched a lot of basketball last night. Snuggled up under a blanket. Just frigid here in the in the high 50s here in Florida. Oh, my God. I'm sorry to all the Floridians. They must be out in their ski jackets and, and hats, I, I assume. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, chilly out here as well. We got oh, maybe a couple inches of snow yesterday morning, which was fun. A um, lot to go into today, TC. We have a robust agenda. I think we're even going to have a, uh, a guest call in towards the end. Our good friend THG is going to educate us on the World Cup as only he can. But before <laughs> we get into all that, I want to thank one of our sponsors right off the top, and that is Gooder. This episode is brought to you by Gooder. Gooder makes $25 active sunglasses for anyone. Their polarized golf sunglasses are lightweight, comfortable. They don't move when you swing. And again, did I mention they start at just $25? I'm talking no slip, no bounce, all polarized. They look great on and off the course. They're built with golf-specific lens. So whether you call them Gooder Sunny, Shade, Sunglasses, whatever, you just know that they all have the HD contrast and performance without the hefty price tag. TC, I know you're, you're a good, uh, a big Gooder household, I should say. And I think I, I think what you guys do is what everybody should do. Buy a bunch of pairs and then leave them where you most often need sunglasses, whether that's in the car, in a golf bag, at the office wherever that might be. I'm a, I'm a thought leader in this space. Randy, you should be using them out on the slopes. Out there. I know. Exactly. Perfect. More spring skiing, uh, but definitely, definitely for that as well. Listeners right now, you can use the code TRAPDRAW, all one word, TRAPDRAW, for 15% off your entire order at gooder.com. Their sunglasses come with free U.S. standard shipping on all orders over $50. They offer 30-day free returns all their glasses have a one-year warranty, so try them out. Treat yourself to a pair or two. Go to gooder.com, that's G-O-O-D-R.com. Get 15% off your entire order when you use the code TRAPDRAW at checkout. And again, all orders over $50 get free shipping in the United States. It's 15% off with code TRAPDRAW at www.goodr.com. Look good, Golf Gooder. We thank them for being a great trap draw sponsor uh tc let's just let's get into it i I think you are demanding that i back up my comment uh from a week or two ago about dusty baker being a good guy is that correct yeah well it's it's not necessarily me i'm just acting on behalf of the audience uh dusty said he's been texting with people uh he was texting with the cause bill cosby i just wanted to get your thoughts on that yeah yeah listen that's tough you know I bet their friendship, it just goes back to a different time, TC. You know, it's, it's pre-9-11. It, it's just a simpler time when the cause was still America's, you know, America's husband. Yeah, Dusty, 
I, you know, I will not retract me saying Dusty is a good guy. I have never met Dusty, but just effusive praise from every corner of the internet podcast. I, I have not read a bad word about the guy. So I, I will stand by calling him a good guy. Although the right. cause relationship is a little concerning, but that's none of my business. Which speaking of the cause, THG, huge, huge fan of the cause. THG loves the cause. We'll have to remember to ask him about the cause. Uh, um, next up, a ton of people mentioning in the in the replies and the comments the 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 Steve Martin, father of the bride scene, where he laments the the lack of comms between the meat, you know, the, the, the tubed meat industry and bakeries, uh, as far as buns go, listen, I wasn't, you know, I didn't mean to pretend I love father of the bride. I love father of the bride too, as well. It's like one of my favorite, favorite movies of all they time. They are good movies. Yeah. Like what? Frank, the, the uh, wedding planner. The wedding, yes, exactly. <laughs> one of the great characters, but, uh, but yes. Yeah, so, so like, this is well-worn territory. We're not trying to make it as if we're, we're breaking new ground here, but it's, it's, you know, it's no less infuriating if you will. Mm -hmm. uh, well, we thank everybody for, for reminding us of that great scene. Oh, gosh, what else, TC? I, I assume the people, do, do you want to hear about my monastery visit? Yes, yes, we need to lead with that. So at St. Benedict's Monastery, I had a wonderful, it was parts of three days, two nights, um, great weather, very cold weather, just a lovely drive from Denver up to the the monastery it's it's outside of aspen snowmass kind of closest to a little area called basalt okay. um i-70 i know tc you and i have made that drive before but one of the most impressive stretches of infrastructure in this great country that's absolutely correct i was gonna say once you get west of really like vale or avon right yeah. where beaver creek is it's unbelievable infrastructure gorgeous gorgeous drive you're, you're just kind of right in between the mountains. Um, so a very cool drive up, got to the monastery Friday, mid afternoon. I had stopped at actually a whole foods to pick up, uh, some food for the, for the couple days. Uh, they did, they did not provide meals or food of any sort. So I got a couple microwavable meals, a couple, for your little, Hamlet. Yeah, a couple, a uh, couple little takeaway things, a soup. I had brought some, what'd coffee. you go with soup wise? I got, you go to? Uh, I was really disappointed they didn't have chili. I, I would have absolutely gone for chili, but I ended up going with a broccoli cheddar, which I always love, and, oh, like a seafood chowder. Kind of like a clam chowder, but I think they maybe put some other stuff in there. Very hearty. Both very hearty. Uh, perfect soup weather. So I roll in Friday. It's a contactless check-in. Everything. I had a little hermitage. Shout out St. Bridget. I think she was Swedish, actually. So some good vibes with tour sauce. I was in the St. Bridget Hermitage. He was in the door for me. Walk in, and it's kind of like a little, um, I don't know if it's, it's actually like a little hexagon structure, but kind of a mirrored setup going on where you have a twin bed against one wall on the left side, a twin bed against one wall on the right side. So I, I used one as kind of put my bag and my backpack on one, and then I slept on the other. And then they had a really comfortable recliner, a little kitchenette, and a private bathroom. And literally, that's it. Oh, a desk. There was a desk as well okay. and a little table uh, to eat my meals at. So everything I needed, nothing I didn't. Uh, I rolled in Friday, like I said, mid-afternoon. I, I dropped my stuff, and I kind of walked around the property a little bit. I walked up to the chapel. 
uh, or the, the, you know, the, the, the monastery itself poked around and, you know, quickly got dark. So I came back to my hermitage, read a little bit was, I think at that time I was still listening to the end of a podcast, which I'd started in the car, which is that cheating? Well, that's why I struggle with a little bit, but I, I think it's okay. Right. And then I would like, as I was reading, I would put on some uh, very relaxing music the next day. So I, I don't really think that's cheating, but certainly can leave that up to the people. Um, but my first experience with the monks was Friday night. I went to Vespers, which TC, you, you grew up Catholic. Can you? I don't really know what that is. It seemed like a little mini mass, a sort of prayer that I think they do every evening. Um, I'll be honest, Big. I'm I'm not familiar with Vespers. Okay. All right. Um, but that was at 7 p.m., so I went over to the chapel for that. Very, very bare-bones chapel, you know, one stained-glass window, and not a whole lot not a whole lot else, really. Like, no pews. They have benches around, like, the outside wall, and then the monks themselves have, like, little chairs set up in the middle. Very surprised. There are only eight monks that live at the monastery right now. Um, I think that it's, like, six priests and two brothers I, I actually talked to a monk after the service. So a couple. Oh of, my gosh! Yeah. So they they had a little bookstore that you go through uh, before you get to the chapel, and a couple of the the monks came out and were just you know saying hi to people in the bookstore. I explained hey, I'm up here on a retreat. This is my first time. Uh, the guy asked me you know where I was in my religious journey. I said, listen, I grew up Methodist go to church, but I, I don't, I, I feel uncomfortable. You know, I would never say that like, I'm a very religious person. Religion fascinates me. Um, I will you go told to him church. That, that, that like, like Tom Brenneman, you consider yourself a man of faith. I am a man of faith. Yes. Uh, I said, listen, I'm not even like Catholic. I don't know if I should say, and they were very nice. The, the monk that I was talking to seemed my age, um, you know, gave me a great idea for the next day to hike. There's uh this, this little hill mountain uh, behind my hermitage called Ben's Rock. He's like, oh, you must go to the top of Ben's Rock. Great views. I was like, that's really, that's really cool. Thank you. And so then I went back to my hermitage that night. I think I read a little bit. I finished one book, uh, went to bed early, got up with really the sunshine the next day and had a coffee, did a crossword puzzle, very leisurely morning. And then went out for a hike. It was probably out for maybe four hours. I took, uh, so for our live show setups, we we all got some Sony, I think, A600, A500 cameras. And I'd taken that with me because I'd never messed around, like, taking actual pictures with it. And so I went hiking. I took that. I, I got some really cool pictures, I think. Um, got up to the top of Ben's Rock. Got to see, like, the whole valley that the monastery set in. And was just really, really nice. Came back to the Hermitage, you know, ate a little lunch. Honestly, read a whole book that day. So I, I finished two books on my on my trip. Went back to Vespers that evening again for the little mass. Um, the big bummer, so at night when the sun goes down, the, the sky just lights up with stars. It's so amazing. But it got so cold, TC. Like it got down <laughs> low teens temperature-wise. I, I, it just wasn't comfortable to sit outside and look mm. at the sky. So as I think about future visits, I absolutely would love to go back. I think two nights and three days, you know, 
is, is the perfect amount of time. I think had I stayed all day Sunday, stayed that night, it would have gotten a little old for me. Um, but then Sunday I woke up, they had their traditional Sunday mass. A lot of actually people from town came. There were probably 40, 45 people at the mass. Uh, whereas, you know, I think the number of people doing a retreat was honestly, I think there were like six people like me doing more or less individual retreats. And then they had a group retreat going on in their main retreat house, but never saw them. So they were kind of off doing their own thing the whole time. Uh, and then I drove and then I drove home. I got back to Denver, you know, a little after lunch on, on Sunday and it was just a very relaxing weekend, right? I wasn't worrying about stuff. I wasn't stressed about stuff. I hadn't checked social media at all. I wasn't like checking email. Did you leave um, your phone in the car? I brought my phone in cause that's why I was listening to like music and podcasts oh, okay. through, but literally no reception. So that was great. You know, it was like not even tempted to get on it cause there's nothing you can do on it. And, yeah. uh, very happy any to, beers? See, to see the monsters did not, did not get any beers and they weren't selling any, unfortunately I, they don't make beer at this monastery. Okay. Um, I think the most concerning thing for me was just in talking to the one monk, you know, they their numbers are decreasing. Uh, this monk was in his, I would guess in his thirties, but everybody else was gosh, sixties and above. And so I even asked him, I was like, Hey, I don't want to like, be morbid or, you know, I don't want to ask you something that maybe I shouldn't, but can't help it. You know, you're kind of young. Everybody else is old. Like, what, what do you think about long-term here? And he's like, honestly, it's, it was kind of like, yeah, it is what it is right now. I, I think monasteries across the country have seen their numbers dip. Obviously it's a, it's a very particular lifestyle that doesn't necessarily attract a ton of people. Yeah, it's not just limited to monks either. It's, you know, the whole priesthood as well. Exactly. You know? So I'm not sure, you know, long-term viability of St. Benedict's. I was shocked there were only eight monks. I don't know why. I thought there'd be like, I don't know, 50, right? Yeah. 40 to 50 monks living there. Well, it but, seems like this is more of like an outpost versus is, like a, yes. you know, a they, central monastery. And that's a great point. So they, they are like, um, I don't know what the proper phrasing is, but they are linked to a monastery which is bigger I and mean, i think this one has about 50 monks uh in spencer massachusetts but he okay. said even that monastery you know they used to have upwards of 100 really he was saying everything's kind of cut in half uh over the last several years so um yeah i did i mean that's not what, really like uh, my problem to solve but it, i'm like oh yeah. i hope i hope this monastery and i hope this retreat is available you know into the future for folks because i had a great time it was I'm glad I brought books, right? If I didn't bring books, I would have gone stir crazy. But so I had to have reading material. I was glad the weather was good so I could get outside. I think if I went back, I would go back in the summer though. So then I could really just hang outside yeah. uh, both during the day, just watch the world go by as well as at night, just, you know, sit out and, and look at the sky. Uh, what, what, uh, what order of monks are these guys? So these are Trappist, which I think Trappist, is, okay. yeah, that Trappist is. Trappist draw. Yes. Um, I know we'll get to some questions later. I think somebody asked me what, what order I would join. I don't think I would join the Trappist order. I think ultimately 
You, you, Randy, you can't join the Franciscans though because you hate dogs. That's true too. I and know. St. Francis was a huge animal guy. I know. I know. Uh, I, this is a tough one for me, but we'll, we can save that. Uh, but I think for anybody listening, if you're around a monastery, if you're just looking to get away from technology, from the hustle and bustle, I mean, bring a spouse, do it with somebody else, do it by yourself. Uh, full recommendation. I, I did not regret it in the least. And they charge for the room. I think it was $80 a night. So, you know, talking at St. Benedict's, they charge you for a three night minimum. So technically I could have stayed till Monday, but with the work week and everything, I, I wanted to come home Sunday, but still it was like $240 for two nights, three days, uh, a, a pretty interesting, unique experience. It's it's got to be jarring when you when you open up your phone, you, you, know, you get back to civilization. Yeah. You don't you, you open up your phone and you know me and Poosh and and KVV are just blowing you off with like Jack yeah. fucking stinks. Yeah. <laughs> I know, which does make me laugh. I was a little concerned about my fantasy lineup. I was like, <laughs> I got to get to like a, a cell zone before the the fantasy lineup locks at. 1 p.m. I forgot about the real early game. Luckily, that didn't really affect me. Um, I I would be lying if I, like, initially when I got there Friday, you know, in Basalt, the little town I went through, there was a movie theater and there, you know, there was like a Miami basketball game I was interested in. I was like, well, maybe I could just, like, leave Saturday. I could go watch a movie and, you know, catch the basketball game on my – I think I packed my iPad. I, I don't know what I was, I, I was thinking, well, if you do leave, you know, you, you can have at least like yeah. an entertainment option. But then I was like, what are you doing? Don't that defeats the whole purpose. So I did stay there the whole time. I did, you know, give up the technology except for, like I said, I, I finished a podcast and then I listened to some music just kind of background while I was reading. Um, but it was a nice, it was a nice little detox. Big, we should go, you know, you can go stay there. I'll go stay at the Little Nell or the Hotel Jerome yeah. on Aspen. And, you know, we can we can meet at the Woody Creek Tavern. Exactly, like exactly. You can do, like, some glamping and <laughs> yeah. I can do the monastery. Uh, I, I, I will let people know the Sunday Mass I went to, I did not go up for communion. I, I would never, you know, misrepresent my faith well, like that. I mean, you could have gone up and... and Put your hands over your chest. Just ask for a blessing. I know. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I was the only like not full blown Catholic person in there. So I, I just didn't want to, I felt more comfortable just staying in my seat. Yeah. Um, well, good. I'm glad it was a valuable, you know, substantive experience for you. It was, it really was. And it makes me, so I actually have never been to Gethsemane, which is the monastery, the Trappist monastery outside yeah. Louisville. Would love to go down there, probably for just a day trip. I might take my mom. Nice day. We can walk around and, and do all that fun stuff. But uh, yeah, hopefully you I'm, can at least see that monastery at some point. My mom's uncle, I think, was like like lived there. He was a monk there, and then yeah, yeah. very interesting. Yeah. Uh, so so people can you know if you Google Trappist monasteries in the U.S., there's a number across the country. I know there's like one out in Oregon. I believe there's one in California, obviously Massachusetts, Kentucky. So uh, they're very hospitable. And usually they're all open for visitors, day visitors, people, you know, spending the night as on retreat, all that fun stuff. Sweet. All right. Any other mea culpas we got from last week? I, I, well, your mom Randy, had one for I us. I have one. Yeah, she was fucking livid with me. <laughs> 
I, I, I mispronounced Ina Garden's name. I mm-hmm. said, Ina, it's, it's Ina. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, she, uh, she, she, she was all over that one. I think some people were demanding. I apologize for my Krispy Kreme take, but I won't. I absolutely won't. And in fact, I'll double down. I, I don't think they're good donuts. I think they're too sweet in a way that's off putting for me. If somebody said, Hey, do you want a donut? And I said, Oh, is that a Krispy Kreme donut? They said, yeah. I'd be like, no, thank you. I'm good. Like I, I, it's to the point. I don't like them where like, I don't really even want to eat them. I'm, I'm it just okay. sounds like there's too much glaze on it. Too much glaze. Right? Yeah. Way too much glaze. There's not enough, um, substance in the dough of the dough. Like, it seems like just a vehicle yeah. to get you the, the sugary glaze. And I don't they like also, that. I will say they're real. I I don't mind them. I like them when they're hot, but once they're not hot, they stink because they get all crusty and like it's like yeah. when it snows and then it rains over the snow, yeah, and then it freezes and you know you're kind of halfway above the ice and then you know every third step you like you know your foot falls through the ice and you know into eighteen inches of snow like that's what eating a. Uh, you know, a, a Krispy Kreme that's more than like three hours old feels like. I think that's fair. So, yeah, no apology there. Honestly, I don't know if we made any other mistakes. I, people weren't really demanding any apologies from us. Yeah, I think uh, a couple updates. Uh, I think we missed, uh, you know, people that clap after landings. A couple of, couple of pilots reached out with that one. Uh, our guy Citadel pilot, uh, Pill. And then, uh, you know, also just, you know, he was saying that a ton of people, whenever there's anything remotely resembling a firm landing. Yeah. Uh, you know, people will come up and say, Oh my God, you use, you must be a, uh, a former Navy, uh, you know, uh, carrier pilot or whatever. He's like, no, it was just like, that was the way the wind was going. It was really hard. <laughs> I do like when though, I do like when pilots acknowledge that it was a rough landing, you know, they'll make a little joke about it or something like that. Yeah. Because I've been on a few where I'm like, oh, my God, that seemed like, did anybody else <laughs> think that was, like, super rough or, or no? So I, I, do, um, I do like when they acknowledge. We had a bunch of people reach out with, with new music for us as well. That's much appreciated. I had a bunch of people in the DMs, a bunch of people in the replies. So thank you on that front. I, uh, Big, I tried, I tried to watch Love is Blind. Oh, uh, what season? I don't know. I just, I flipped it on for like 20, 25 minutes and I just, I just couldn't, I couldn't do it, man. Uh, Listen, that's fair. It's bad. I'm not, I will not convince you because I don't think it is good. It's bad for whatever reason. I need to give it more of a chance though. uh, No, you don't need to. I I would say if you gave it 20 minutes and you didn't like it, I would keep moving. Definitely not something you have to convince yourself of. Okay. Yeah. Not, not a you problem. Like, I, I don't feel uh, good about myself watching it. Now, I did watch all of season three, and I will say that I think Cole is vindicated. There, there's a controversy about this scene involving a couple small oranges, the cuties, and his fiance. He made a little joke, like, oh, are you going to eat both of those? We're about to go to a big dinner. And she was, like, thinking he was body shaming her. And he was like, what are you talking Like, please play that that clip if you guys have it. This was on the reunion show. And they played it at the end. And it was like, it seemed to me totally innocuous. Uh, it's so a that, fucking orange. Yeah. Well, so there's a big, like, are you team Zay is her name or team Cole? And I think in that instance, I'm definitely team Cole. Okay. How many seasons are there? 
there have been three now, but I did see on Netflix because I get, you know, after I finished season three, they, they feed you, you know, similar shows. There's like a Love is Blind Japan. There's like a Love is Blind Brazil. So they're, they're starting to get international with it. I could get into the Love is Blind Japan. That sounds dope. Listen, I didn't watch any of it, but I was thinking the same thing. At some point this winter when I'm especially bored, I, I might give it a shot. We should have Poosh join us on that journey and, and <laughs> do a whole pod about it. God, Poosh would be great. I know Poosh is happily married, but Poosh would be <laughs> fascinating in the pods. Um, what else we got? Daddy D. Big win for took, Daddy D. Took Florida. Yeah. Uh, your, your girl, Marjorie Taylor Green won. No, not my girl. She's from your home district. I don't know why you keep No, she's, she's from she's... Northwest Georgia. <laughs> And, our, and then Fetterman. Fetterman came out, came out on top. Dr. Oz. What a world. Unbelievable. Did you see, uh, did you go down last night to Mar-a-Lago for the big Trump announcement? I didn't. I didn't. I'm going down to Palm Beach on, on Saturday. Okay. So, you know, I'll pay my respects then. Okay. Like, well, it sounds yeah. like Trump's officially going to run and we're, we're headed towards a DeSantis v. Trump primary, which just promises, no matter where you are in the political spectrum, it promises to be delicious. Your guy Ken Griffin, I saw he uh, he he supported Trump a lot last time. He's 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 thrown his weight behind Daddy D this time. I mean, it's fascinating. It is fascinating. And then the guy, what the Apollo? I don't know. A bunch of the hedge fund guys. They're they're kind of jockeying right now. Well, the, the big or, thing is, what's what's the nickname going to be for for DeSantis? I thought it was Desanctimonious. That's a mouthful. I, I think he's got to yeah. simplify that. Yeah, I think that, you know, Daddy D. Dad, but, but is that? It's too know, endearing. I know. Right? If Trump has a superpower, it's just nailing people with nicknames. <laughs> so I look forward to what he comes up with. Um, RIP to our guy Gallagher. Yeah, this was a tough one. Honestly, I had no idea he was still alive, though. The <laughs> comedian. Uh, yeah. I, are you the one who loves when he smashed watermelons or was that? The oh, that's great. The commish loved it too, but it's it's great, uh, <laughs> fantastic. So uh, I took I took uh, Freddie over to the um, the high school that he's likely to go to. Bishop Kenny, coach Coach Tim um, reached out to me. Uh, I guess he's a big listener. Of course, um, who's not a big listener? So yeah, we we they beat. Um, they beat the Bulls school, which I know, you know, that was, that was your thing. Um, but coach, coach Krause reached out and was like, Hey, like I, you know, uh, I think you guys should cover this on the trap chart. Like this is the first time in like 25 years or 30 years that we've beat Bulls. Uh, so here we are, we're covering it. I took Freddie. Freddie thought that, um, you know, I was like, yeah, the coach, the coach reached out. He can't wait to coach you, Freddie. And Freddie thought like that, that meant that like, oh my God, he wants to meet me. Like, he, like he's going to recruit me. <laughs> I was like, Freddie, you're five dog. He's <laughs> like, where are the, where are the women at? Um, but there was, it was crazy there. Um, it's weird here in Florida. There's water breaks in like the third and fourth quarter. They have like a mid quarter water break. Hmm. Just like an extra uh, extended timeout. Yeah, which is strange because, you know, it was 68 degrees um, and, you know, it's it's November or whatever. Uh, and then th- there was a kid, they played Bishop Moore from uh, Orlando. There was a kid on the other team. He, he was having some sort of cramp. They couldn't get him off the field. He refused to leave the field for like 12 <laughs> minutes. It was insane. 
Like, it was get like, him out, get him out of was, here. I've never seen anything like it. Like he was, he was refusing to get up or he just was too yeah, he's cramped. Like, it was he like, like nah, I got to keep playing. He like, no, yeah. He like wouldn't get up. And then he started pounding the, the uh, ground when like, you know, they're like, yeah, you got to like get off the field. And he's like, <laughs> it was, it was crazy. Oh man. So, but they, they took the L great season though. Seems like they've got a young up and coming team. I plan to go to many more games next year. Where is Bishop so, Kenny? Where is that high school? It is right across the river from the Jag Stadium. So, like, it's it's right on the river. It's probably, okay. a, like, you know, uh, probably one of the more valuable pieces of land in all of Jacksonville. Shout out to the, you know, whoever donated it and then not having to pay taxes on it for 50 years well, I think now, if, any, right? if anybody from Fletcher High is is listening they might have to you know start that recruiting effort to maybe get freddie to be a, a fletcher high kid i know that's public well, coach kraus coach kraus came from nice high school uh down in ponte Vedra. uh he was he was the head coach there for a while prior and left there to come to bishop kenny so did he coach tebow i think he was after tebow okay all right so um and then you know just to circle back on columbia Big OT win for Columbia. Massive. Massive. Beat, uh, what's Brown's nickname? Uh, the Bears. The Brown Bears? Yeah. 31-24 in OT, TC. Caden Bell, the nah. much maligned quarterback here on the trap draw, wanted to shout out exemplary performance. 226 yards on 33 passes, three touchdowns. He did throw a pick, but that's okay. That's going to happen. Um, and we'll, we'll circle, you know, I, I guess we could just get out of the way. The other thing on the Columbia front, our guy SBF from S from uh, FTX, uh, his aunt is a professor at Columbia mm. or like the head of epidemiology. Uh, and also we've gotten some, some notes on our message board that Columbia is, is spamming the inboxes of, uh, you know, certain people that they're targeting to go to grad school there. Mm. Can't have that. No, you know, that. can't even go two weeks without Columbia stepping in some hot water. Uh, all right. So, so here, here, just to lay it out for the listeners, we got a few sports takes. TC will get through. Of course, we're monitoring some stuff that we got to touch on. We're going to answer. We asked for questions. We got some really good questions we're going to answer. And then THG is going to join us whenever he's, out of some custom content boondoggle uh, <laughs> that he's doing for his uh, for his consumer marketing company. So let's uh, let's start with some sports takes. I think the question of the week, TC, is Dak officially back to being stinky? I don't even think it's the question of the week. I think it's the answer of the week. Mm. He stinks. He stinks. Bottom line, even with Tony Pollard going nuts, he stinks. He is who we thought he was. And and this is all in relation to, you know, how he's being paid and what he should be. Of course. He's a slightly above league average quarterback. Well, that's fair. Listen, that's, that's stern but fair. I think another answer, it's a question we had posed earlier, is anybody in the NFL good? I think, TC, I think the, the, the answer right now is no. Nobody's good. The Bills lost well, again. Yeah. Uh, Viking fans, what about us? We're, no, 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 no. Kirk Cousins. A lot of Eagles fans Eagles reached out fans and said, were, are you guys trolling us? No, we're not. We just legitimately don't think anybody's good. Yeah, exactly. Eagles lost to the Commanders. Tyler uh, Henneke, I think, or Henneke, however you say Heineke, his name. Henneke, yeah. Not good. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. Right now, nobody's good. I think we just 
I think that's fact. Uh, a team trending, though, your Niners, big win for Shanny. What did you think it's, of the game Sunday against the, uh, the Los Angeles Chargers? I mean, it's almost a complete reprise of last year. It's crazy. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, the positional versatility that they have going on. Uh, I thought the officiating was horrible, uh, as it was for most of the weekend, for most of the games. Uh, you know, Herbert, tough to judge him too much. His two best weapons are out right now. I know. Um, you know, so I, I feel like you got to take that into account a little bit big, right? Sure. He's also like super average right now. He he throws the ball a ton. Not really impressive yardages. I I don't know. He's having a very okay season, right? And I know he got banged up with the broken rib. I'm just tired of people saying he's like the 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 arm god, right? I'm tired of you know this guy is the greatest quarterback we've ever seen. No thanks. No thanks. The Jeff Saturday era is underway. Big, rousing start. Big win. I mean, first first order of business, reinserting Matt Ryan as quarterback. Yeah. I, what, what were they thinking going to Ellinger? Like, was Ellinger wasn't even good at Texas? No. Did did Frank Reich just like want to get fired? Was that? I, I do not yeah. understand that. Bizarre. Um, you put this on here. We need to address Justin Fields. I don't think we do. Well, like I, I was, we're certainly not like going to apologize for anything, but I think we do need to address. He's running the ball really well. I think that yeah. that offense is getting more exciting, dynamic. But in terms They've of also played some ass opponents. Oh yeah, for sure. In terms of like seeing the field, progressing through reads, you know, doing a lot of the stuff that makes elite level quarterbacks elite. I I just don't see it. I don't see it. I don't either. I don't either. Big. Um, and, you know, at Tua, I think this is exactly how we said it was going to play out. McDaniel is like the hand of God. You know, Tua is is acting. It's like a robotic surgeon, right? Mm-hmm. Tua is the robot and McDaniel is the is the surgeon. He's like the puppet master. He's, Tua is being touched by by the hand of God is what you're saying. Ex- exactly. Exactly. Hmm. So That's interesting. We've got, uh, we got hard knocks tonight. Your boy, Kyler. <laughs> Yeah, so Arizona the, the, is the the Cardinals are the in season hard knocks on HBO. I watched the first episode. I came away so unimpressed with Cliff Kingsbury, just his communication with the team, yeah. his his attitude, uh, the dumbass paintings he has in his house, like just everything. Completely unimpressed with with Cliff. Empty vessel. And then Kyler just like there's no oh, and like the performance art from JJ Watt. Oh, I mean, yeah. God, what a fucking fluffer! What a bad guy! And even uh, they, they really wanted me to like Buddha Baker, and I don't not like Buddha Baker, but I was kind of unimpressed with his like firing up the. Yo, it was just a bunch yeah. of f bombs. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was. It was not good. Like the whole like the whole organization just seems like plastic. Yeah, just plasticky. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so Ep2 tonight. Uh, Los Jags looked feisty against uh, the Chiefs. I was impressed with how they competed. I think Trevor's making progress. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then looking ahead at this week, like the schedule is just hot ass. It's been not great for a few weeks. I think Titans-Packers might, might be one of the better games. That's Thursday night game. Oh, God. Talk about just ugly football going up against yeah. each other. But yeah. yeah, I guess that's an important game. Um, and then Dak, Dak goes up to Minnesota. Yeah. 
that will be that's actually I mean that's probably the best game, right? Yeah. Yeah. The Niners play um, who do they play? The Chiefs down in Mexico City? I think is Monday night. Or they play somebody in Mexico City, I believe. Niners play the Cardinals on Monday that's night. That's who it is. And that's in Mexico City. Okay. That's that's interesting. Which I so I guess Kyler and Cliff share an agent. Which is part of this whole deal. So they synced up their extensions and all that shit. But I don't know. Well, and we didn't even talk about the GM. Who Steve? Oh, Kime. Kime. Yeah. Yeah. Oh God, he did not come across as oh. anything. You know, anything at all. Uh, I did like Bidwell flying himself from DC to Arizona in yeah. his own <laughs> his own plane. But yeah. Anyway. Uh, TC NBA, I am the Kings. The Kings are hot. They won hot last shit. night. They were on TNT. First time they had a home game on TNT since like 2018. They beat the shit out of the Nets. They've won seven right. out of nine. They're st- are you worried that Bill Simmons is, is co-opting your Kings? A little. I mean, I, I, think, I think people, I think they know that I've been here longer than, than Bill has, but... I do like, hey, if some national media start taking notice, it's a fun, it's a really fun team to watch. They have the second best offense in the NBA. Defense, they're, they're, you can see them starting to figure things out. It hasn't translated yet into, you know, showing up in, in a better ranking necessarily, but Mike Brown is coaching them hard. I really like the Mike Brown hire. The more I've read about him, seems just like a solid, solid guy, good communicator. Yeah. Uh, has developed a relationship with De'Aaron Fox. Really like that hire. So extremely excited where the Kings are going. Uh, big, I watched the uh, the Pelicans the Pelicans game last night against uh, the Grizz. Jaw was magnificent. Pelicans didn't have Zion, and they still beat the Grizz. I was so shook by it. <laughs> yeah. Well, so the Grizz, I think, are missing Desmond Bain, which hurts. The Pellies are good, though, man. Even without yeah. Zion, they have McCollum and Ingram, and they, they just have a lot of good pieces. Jaw is just breathtaking. He, he it's awesome. He is the most athletic guy, maybe in sport right now. I I mean, like he he makes plays that are reminiscent of like Justin Jefferson, right? Going up and making yeah. that one handed catch. Just like how the heck does he do that? Great team. Uh, my Jazz they've lost three in a row. Uh, we're we're gonna we're gonna monitor it. We don't have anything to say at this point. Also disappointed. I watched watched my Marquette Golden Eagles last night. Oh, tough uh, loss. Uh, our guy Brendan Quinn reached out. He's like, "Hey, like, are you are you gonna watch this game tonight? Are you still a big Golden Eagles guy?" I said, "Actually, I, I've never actually validated. Like, I, I didn't watch a single game last year. So I was like, you know what? I'm gonna start it this year. Uh, they they played hard, but they just got dusted the last four or five minutes. It's gonna happen. Purdue's got some big big dudes down low. Yeah, they do. They always do." And, you know, Purdue's always just very solid. Um, Tough place to play, too. It is. It is. The uh, The Red Hawks went on the road. They competed well at Georgia, came up seven points short. They have Marshall at home Thursday night in Oxford. Wow. A total revenge game from all of the late 90s, early 2000s junk that we just had to a, put up with trash trash institution trash institution trash athletic department it's it's horrible so with the exception of randy moss yes and i'll even give him so, uh jason Chad williams Bennington. yeah 
Yeah. What else? Oh, I know um, you were tickled by the, the new football coach at Charlotte. Oh, Biff, Biff Pogey. <laughs> He's sick, man. It's like that Joe Moglia on steroids. Yeah. It's awesome. It's like a former hedge fund guy. I guess he's been in Michigan for the last uh, last few years. He's like been Harbaugh's right hand man. Uh, he he turned around this school in was in Baltimore, I think, uh, like some sort of high school. He totally flipped their fortunes around until the you know the blue blood kind of boosters were like, all right, enough of this guy. Uh, just yeah, just kind of a fascinating cat. I, I love outside the box hires. I do too. And especially at a school like Charlotte, I told you offline, like this is the, the Mid-American Conference. They, these schools need to be using their football programs as like startup incubator type things where just, yeah. just hire. You don't have to hire the obvious candidate. Take a chance. Take a chance on somebody, you know, with a different philosophy. What do you have to lose? You know, you're, you're going to be you're so fungible and forgettable anyway, you might as well make a swing and you know, you, you might hit on something every now and again. There's nothing more boring than just like hiring a retread coordinator from a power five. I tend to school. I know. Uh, and I, like, and I think that's kind of bearing out as well of like some of the guys that have gotten hired in this last cycle that were from, um, you know, D three schools even of like, I like seeing those guys get a shot too. That like the guys that crush at a Wisconsin whitewater or, yeah. you know, somewhere like that where it's like, yeah, like these guys are panning out cause they know how to run a program and a system, yeah. you know? Yeah. I, so. I think that's right. Uh, you had mentioned Brendan Quinn or am recording the college basketball preview. That's going to run next week during Thanksgiving. Great time for college basketball. Uh, like I said, we'll talk some soccer here towards the end of the episode once uh, once THG joins us. Hey, everybody. Sorry to interrupt the episode. I want to thank our other sponsor, Precision Pro Golf. The Trap Draw is brought to you by our friends at Precision Pro Golf, a proud partner of No Laying Up. Guessing your yardage isn't necessary anymore, and breaking the bank isn't either. At PrecisionProGolf.com, you can get reliable rangefinders or GPS speakers at an affordable price. The award-winning NX10 Slope Rangefinder offers golfers everything they will need in a rangefinder. Locking onto your target and getting a slope-adjusted distance is lightning quick. The magnetic cart mount and slope switch make using the NXT as easy as pie. And what really stands out about the NX10 is the customization. At PrecisionProGolf.com, you can select from an ever-growing selection of interchangeable designs to attach to your rangefinder, like the City State Series or our very own No Laying Up skins. Additionally, Precision Pro is proud to offer a Youth On Course design. Youth On Course breaks down barriers for kids by providing rounds of golf for as little as $5. You can support this awesome mission by adding the Youth On Course skin to your cart when you purchase a Precision Pro NX10 rangefinder. Precision Pro will then donate $10 to provide kids an opportunity to learn lessons that can only be taught in a way that golf course can. With industry-leading customer service, lifelong free battery replacements, and a 30% upgrade discount, Precision Pro Golf is the right choice for you. Head to PrecisionProGolf.com to find the right product. Swing with confidence, hit more greens with Precision Pro Golf. We thank them for being a great sponsor of the Trap Draw. And now back to our episode. Let's get into some monitoring, TC. I, I think we were both shook. The, the Russia potentially hitting Poland with a missile. 
seemed very not good. The latest I'm seeing is they, they believe it was actually a Ukrainian anti, uh, anti-missile rocket that, that hit into Poland. So it seems like we might be diffusing that potential just absolute landmine there. Yeah, we're, we're monitoring. We can't jump to conclusions. No. Enough said. No. Uh, maybe one of my favorite stories of the week. Did you see there was a New York Times article about a Norwegian princess? I did. You sent this over. And I mean, what is with the the Nordic countries? I, I know these. Uh, the the royalty. It's, it's just, you know, some malcontents going on. Yeah. So Princess Martha Louise. First of all, she. this is the New York Times headline. Let me just read you this. Norwegian princess engaged to a shaman gives up her royal duties. <laughs> Princess Martha Louise's belief in the supernatural has long been the subject of media fascination in Norway, but a focus on her healer fiance proved too much. So she's married to this guy, Durek Verret. I, I, I hope I'm pronouncing that. I'm probably not pronouncing that correctly, uh, but he just seems like a snake oil salesman. Um, he's an American celebrity shaman and the inventor yeah. of Spirit Optimizer, a healing amulet <laughs> that he sells on his website for $222. That's sick. He, he, he sounds like he might be friends with Certified Health Nut, our, our, our butthole sonning guy. He, I mean, he has to be, right? He has to be. Um, Martha Louise, she's, she's just always been interested in alternative treatments, and her claims, I'm quoting the New York Times, her claims of clairvoyance long predate her relationship with Mr. Barrett. Um, just, I think... It sounds like she may need to get with TB12. They sound like they may be, you know, <laughs> the, the alternative healing and... Yes. You know, guru kind of stuff. Yes. I, 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 it just feels like these two people are perfect for each other. They're just stupid grifters. <laughs> I, they belong to each other. You know, I think love is, it's great. They've, they found each other. Onward to my favorite story of maybe of the month so far. Uh, Marcus Jordan, Michael Jordan, uh, his heirness, uh, his son, uh, Marcus is, is now, I guess, dating, or I don't know if dating is the right word, hooking up with having, having relations with Scotty, no tipping Pippin's ex-wife. <laughs> TMZ was all over this one. It's uh, God, what a what a world, man! Truly, what a world! Truly, what a world! I'm trying to think, what would the equivalent be in today's like sports environment, right? Like Jordan and Pippen were the iconic duo of much of the '90s. Who, who's like the most iconic duo in sports right now? It'd be like if uh, you know, if one of if Gronk started. I mean, I guess like Gronk and Giselle getting together, but almost, or Gronk's son and yeah, Giselle. Yeah, like 20 years from now, Gronk's kid yeah. dating Giselle. <laughs> Giselle might be really old by that point, though. That's true. Um, That's true. I, I mean, who else? Like, I, I'm trying to think. I was thinking like, you know, Travis Kelsey's kid one day dating Patrick Mahomes' But it's also like there's, there's beef between MJ and sure. Scotty. It's not just, you know, it's not just like two former teammates. It's like two former teammates with, you know, one of whom felt like he was drastically underpaid. And then, you know, there's, there's all this acrimony after the documentary and all that stuff yeah. too. Yeah. There's just, I don't know. There's, there's so many layers to it. I mean, it's delicious. Our, our, like there's gotta be an Isaiah Thomas, you know, wrinkle to it somewhere. I was right? going to say, it might be like Shaq's kid dating 
Kobe's Vanessa one day would be the equivalent. I know that's yeah. a little somber with, with Kobe being dead, but like it, it would be on that. It's truly unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Yeah, truly. And anytime you can so. work no tip and pipping in, that's, that's a win <laughs> for everybody. Especially after we did the whole, you know, tipping and gratuity segment last well, week. Well, it really made me feel good that I'm not alone in these point of sale tip screens and the, just the uncomfort that brings to a lot of people. Yeah. No, it's uh, yeah, it's, we need to have a national conversation. People were saying, I'm glad we could get that. Started. They're getting asked for tips at farmer's markets. And it's like, what are we, what are we doing? Aren't these people just price your shit appropriately? Exactly. Uh, speaking of stuff that people are fired up about, you want to go off on, on the Taylor Swift pre-sale ticket debacle and how much Ticketmaster just sucks the life. And out that's of. The, the story is actually about Ticketmaster and how monopolies are not good for the consumer. Ticketmaster, I forget who they merged with a while ago. Uh, they're just a behemoth in the event space, right? Everybody gets hit with all these hidden fees from Ticketmaster. They just suck. Nothing about <laughs> the process of getting tickets through Ticketmaster is enjoyable. So now you have maybe the concert that everybody wants to go to, and they're trying to run this convoluted pre-sale sale, and they just pissed off so many people. I was seeing Paula, my girl AOC was saying, we got to break up Ticketmaster. I, I mean, I think that, again, when we look at for stuff that's like bipartisan, like what can we all get behind in this country? It's shit like that, right? Like, it, it's, fuck Ticketmaster. It's, it's yeah. shit like let's break up these these horrible, bloated companies <laughs> that have merged their way into monopoly power that aren't serving the consumer in any way. You know, we've talked about Kroger Albertsons. It's the same thing. Block that shit, right? I, I, I Well, and it's like Ticketmaster is also dicking down their all the artists, of course, as well, and the venues, of course. You know? they, they they suck. Like, let's not let members of Congress and government inside trade. Like, there are certain bipartisan things where I'm like, dude, eighty five to ninety percent of people would absolutely be behind this. The thing that is interesting to me is Taylor Swift seems like the type of person that would have the clout and the wherewithal and maybe the motivation to somehow take on this situation, but I don't know if she'll be able to. Uh, but that's, yeah. I guess that's what I'm curious about as she tours more in the future, how she can perhaps I mean, it's, take hold of. It's kind of similar to what she did with like iTunes exactly. and Apple, exactly. right? So uh, listen, I, I want everybody to know we are monitoring the hell out of this FTX debacle uh, it's the best. It, it doesn't come as a surprise to us. No. You know, a lot of people reaching out saying they want, they want Solly uh, tarred and feathered. They want him, you know, brought to account on the trap draw, which I, I think there will be a time and a place for that. Uh, you know, he, he maintains that this is a good thing that, you know, it's washing all the bad actors out, which it seems like it's only bad actors, right? Yes. It's, <laughs> I'm going to get, continue to give Sally the, the, the space and grace that, that he needs to work through this in his own time. I don't want to rush his timeline, but we'll be here. We'll be here when he's ready to, to offer up the ultimate mea culpa on this stuff. I did want to point out, so the New York Times has been doing a lot of stuff on this story. They ran a... Uh, Which they haven't been critical enough, though. Exactly. Like, just, just call this motherfucker a corrupt crook, right? He's no different than a Madoff. 
Well, and this shit's incestuous too. You got you got folks from all walks of life tied up, and and you your, know your guy Gary Gensler, maybe Gary Gensler, the 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 CF, uh, what is it, the the CFTC, the government organization. Their chairwoman had all yeah. these like glowing tweets about meeting SBF that are suddenly disappearing. It, it's just a mess, of course. But I did want to I, I did want to highlight a quote of Sam Sam Bankman Fried, who's who's at the center of the FTX stuff from the New York Times. And quoting him, he says, "I'm very skeptical of books. I don't want to say no book is ever worth reading, but I actually do believe something pretty close to that. I think if you wrote a book, you fucked up, and you should have, and it should have been a six paragraph blog post. Just an incredible quote there from from our guy SBF." little window into his his mindset got some of the quotes from the you know sequoia and some of these other vc firms just just showing their asses too the best part is our guy michael lewis apparently has been embedded with with sbf for for months now so there's gonna be a really good book to come out of this that that guy the irony a really good book exactly that's i didn't even think about that great call uh and just michael lewis has such a knack for being in the middle of these shit storms at the most opportune time. So I can't wait yeah. to see what, what he produces out of all this. Big, there was a, um, there was a Silk Road asset seizure of $3.6 billion, which my, my guy, Magic Jeff, sent me this good buddy, Neil and I's, uh, this guy's James Zong. He always sends me like the Department of Justice, like press release. Love that. Uh, you know, and, and, I guess this guy like went to university of Georgia. He was there when like a lot of my friends were there and I guess he just threw around money like crazy and stole all this Bitcoin, did all this crazy shit. So, uh, wild, wild story there. We will continue to monitor that. Kind of along these lines, CC, there's another (laughs) story that, uh, I haven't really digested, but somebody, somebody is trying, they, they burnt a, uh, a Frida, what's <laughs> a Frida Kahlo, Kahlo drawing? A yeah. drawing. Yeah. They, they they torched it, went up in flames, and now they're taking the ashes and selling them as part of some non fungible token, an NFT. Uh, I pulled a link from again a New York Times article. Quote: After burning the artwork, Mobarek's Frida dot NFT company created ten thousand non fungible tokens of the piece. But so far, only four of those NFTs have been sold, some at a steep discount, uh, amounting to less than 11200 for a piece that Moberic personally valued at $10 million. I mean, people are so stupid, TC. It, it never ceases to amaze me. God, NFTs, like, like crypto, like we can have a conversation about that. But like, I hope as a society that like we can, we can come to a, like a logical bipartisan conclusion that like nfts are like the dumbest fucking thing in the world so dumb so so dumb um we we could have we, we should have put this before when we were talking elections we just want to yeah. give a congrats to arkansas's new governor the huck this is like we're dead serious massive massive fans of the this huck. is a, not necessarily her policies no. but just how she conducts herself and just, you know the manner in which she she ran shit as press secretary yeah would never tire of the Huck memes, everything to do with the Huck. We're, we're huge fans. <laughs> where she, God, there's that meme where she looked like the, 
was it like the the, the blob or that monster? <laughs> very, very mean and also very funny. Um, it was like very on point too. It looked there was a definite resemblance there, kind of like Colin Kaepernick and the cucumber from, exactly, from Veggie Tales. Exactly. Uh, and then when um, the the restaurant in my old stomping grounds, Lexington, Virginia, refused her service. I don't know if you remember that they they would not serve her dinner. That was a that was a big big thing for about a week. Uh, TC, there's a cholera outbreak in Lebanon. Mm. I, you know, not much to add here, but we wanted to assure the people it. that that we are watching that situation. Uh, we we will update people as as anything you know urgent and important comes out of there. But we wish everybody in Lebanon well with that. Um, what else? This one tickled you. Oh. There's a bunch of rich people who you know gobbled up all sorts of properties and, and Airbnb, you know, for, uh, Airbnbs. And now they're finding themselves, uh, you know, kind of at, in a little bit of a pinch as these properties go unused or, uh, underly, you know, underused, if you will. Yeah. Yeah. Some, some social media users are calling it the, the Airbnb bust is upon us. I hope they all take baths. I, 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 I don't begrudge people for having a, a second, home, a vacation home, but if you're just gobbling up properties for the sole intent of renting them back out as Airbnbs, then you get everything coming to you in a market downturn. Absolutely no sympathy there. Or or like, you know, or you're you're able to survive the market downturn and you have like a legitimate business model. Because like when I say that, I was like, we own a vacation rental at Sweden's Coast. That's true. You know? That's true. Oh, God. Folks, this is THG. THG, welcome to the Trap Draw from an un, un, unnamed location somewhere, I will say, in greater Cincinnati. Is that fair? The That's tri-state fair. area. That's fair. That's fair. The Ohio River Valley. THG has a bit of background. THG is a college buddy of ours uh, from... Randy, but, buddy might be stretching it there. He's a brother. He's right. a brother to us. Didn't, didn't come to the wedding, so yeah, that's, a, that's definitely a stretch. <laughs> I was in Korea. So buddies with uh, Lil' Kimmy, but not, not with me. It's in South Korea. It's all it's all Lil Kimmy's territory, I think, at this point. Yeah, we we just had a couple more uh, maybe worldwide stories to get through. Are, are you up on? Yeah. Apparently, the Chinese are spying, or Iran and China are spying on dissidents in the United States using private detectives. Do you know anything about that? I don't. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Is that an accusation uh, or a about question? Th- no, that's a question. Okay. That's a no, question for now. I don't have anything. Uh, I'll I'll let you guys run point. I feel like that's a Tron specialty there. How about some of the the, the clowning that was going on on Twitter uh, here over the last week or two with uh, the fake verified accounts impersonating brands, and that was that was fantastic. That is the best. We t- we need to watch ourselves at Tron. We we <laughs> promised we wouldn't go to certain places with with CH. Okay. We can talk about the corrupt DEA agent yeah, and we can. oligarch yacht upkeep. And there, I, will, I will say there's some weird shit going on out in Idaho at the University of Idaho. Yeah. I know there was the big tragedy this, this week at uh, University of Virginia, but four students murdered at, in Moscow, Idaho, the University of Idaho. Weird headlines. Police are keeping it very hush-hush. Uh, they said it was a, a crime of passion, um, it seemed like there was, it was a, a knife or some sort of, um, sharp object was used, but they're also saying that the, you know, the community, there's no risk to the outside community. It's weird. It's weird. So just 
monitor that, guys. We will. We will. Uh, well, THC, we, we brought you on to talk about the World Cup. Where do you want to start? Are, is the U.S. men's national team, are they a disgrace? Are they good? Are they fluffers? How would you categorize the United States men's national team right now? I wouldn't say fluffers. I think, well, with the exception of one person, which I'll get into, which is, uh, which we will hold, hold for a minute. I'd say I'm cautiously optimistic is how, how I would phrase uh, the squad. There's a, there's a couple things I, I disagreed with, but I think, I think we're the youngest team, like, which is just never the case, right? Like we've been rolling out like the same corpses, you know, I guess we weren't, we weren't in it four years ago. Right. But like Brad Guzan's not going, which is like, you know, a treat. Nick Romando is not, not on the squad, which is nice. But, uh, but Jordan Morris is, Jordan Morris is not the disgrace, but he is a disgrace. I would say, um, is Kobe Jones on the squad? Kobe Jones is not on the squad, no. But, <laughs> but uh, plenty, plenty of uh, of young talent that I think will be interesting to see. I guess I'll just go right into it. I was disgusted that Tim Ream is on the team, and I think there's like a lot of Tim Ream stands out there because he's like the captain of Fulham or whatever. But I think he's horrendous, and yeah. the fact that he is probably going to be a starting center back on our team is like a total, uh, like a meltdown for our, for our, our country when it comes to soccer. Like, I don't know. Do you, do you guys, are you familiar with Tim Ream? Uh, personally, I'm not, but I love, I love it that you're not pulling punches. No, it's just you're like getting right to the chase here. I, I think he, you know, he's been, a, he's been in the mix for a while. And, uh, every time he started, I feel like disappointed that we've got Tim Ream going. Uh, and like he's gonna be a starting center back because like there's we just don't have anybody else. I just feel like how how is that possible? Because like that's a that's an area where like America should be good, right? Like we're who's, strong, athletic, you know, whatever. And we like who's good? Like can we start there? Like who's like who do I need to be aware of? Like, have who you are heard our best of players? Christian Pulisic? It's, is that is he the, from Germany? Yeah. Yes. Well. <laughs> The crowd, arguably. I, what, what do you want to go ahead and do? You want to go ahead and make the statement? Go ahead. No, I won't. Okay. I won't. Yeah, I won't. Yeah, uh, he's our best. He's our best player. Definitely. Uh, okay. Definitely our best player. Um, and then I mean, I think Gio. If you're if you're familiar with, do you remember Claudio Reyna? Of course. Vaguely. Yeah. I thought I Vaguely. thought he was going to be on this team. His son is on the squad, Gio, and he is a badass. And so. Uh, I'm excited about him as well. There's a couple other folks. I mean, like Pulisic is is going to be is going to be the guy. Uh, Tim Weah, another forward, is uh, probably playing on the wing. Is good. Gio Reyna is Freddie Adu on the squad. Freddie Adu is yes. He, I think he's wait. He, he yeah, is. Of he's 50 years old. No, no, oh, he's no, he's messing with you, TC. But Julian Green <laughs> is on the team. I think that was the big. He was like the Icelandic dude or the German dude that that like. He'd like dual citizenship. That's like half the team. I mean, okay. <laughs> Julian Green was a super young guy at the, well, not the last World Cup, the last one the U.S. Yeah, was eight he years ago. Like he was 13 yeah. when he was there. Yeah. But didn't he score like okay. a wonder goal? Yeah. It, and he like mishit it. It was pretty, it was pretty, I think it was against Belgium. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like it, that's when Tim Howard was like standing on his head. Like Belgium was just peppering him <laughs> and kept us in the game. And then I think we were down two and Julian Green got some like horseshit goal. But, uh, yeah, no, Julian Green's not on the team. I think 
who should you be interested in? DeAndre Yedlin is like one of our. Do you know who that is? Of course. He's yeah, the commission used to talk about I him. I feel all like the he's time. been on like nine World Cup teams. He, he, I think he's maybe our most capped player and like a total liability out on the. He's like a right back <laughs> or whatever. Like super fast, no touch, can't cross it. He's not, and he's not going to start because we actually have good outside backs. Uh, but like that's a name that you'll see, and like if he's in, we're struggling. I'd say I wouldn't feel wouldn't feel good okay. against uh, uh, with, with him out on the wing, pressing what's up your, and then not getting back. What's your guess at the starting eleven for the U.S.? I think, oh man, I so Matt Turner is going to be our starting keeper. So he and that strong. Like I think I think it was between him and Zach Steffen, and Steffen's not even on the squad. And so we've got Ethan Horvath and Sean, Sean Johnson's another guy who's like been around, but hasn't done anything. And so he's going to be our third keeper. So Matt Turner's going to be between the post and then you're going to have Walker Zimmerman. And I feel I'm like disgusted saying it, but Tim Ream is our center backs. Like, uh, I, I think people might give you shit for this because Tim Ream is like informed from everything I've read. Sure. Like I'm informed too. What does form mean? <laughs> well, you're not cap- – with all due respect to AC, you're not the captain of a Premier League soccer team. I'm not sure that he – I think it's a psy. I think Tim Ream is a psyop is what is like, – he's like, you know, a Manchurian candidate. I don't know who he's working for, but, like, it's not us. Is the issue that he's taking the spot of somebody that you'd rather see there, or is the issue that there's just no other good option for the United States? I, I mean, I, I got to be honest. I'm, I'm honored that you guys are having me on the Talk World Cup. I'm positive that some of these takes are going to be just destroyed on, on Twitter, which is fine, right? Like, I think Tron will have... I mean, that's what we want. Right, yeah. right. But, like, Tron will have his, like, army of American Airline and CBG stand with the comments, right? Like, riding for whoever. But, like, I, I, I'm not going to pretend to know, like, you know, the, the you know, the, the multi-depth chart of center back for, you know, for our... You watch all the games, though. Sure, but, like, I, you know... Right? I, I, I mean... All right, we know you're not an expert. I mean, nobody... We didn't, we didn't bring you on for your expertise, THG. Let's go to the outside backs. Who we got? So, <laughs> outside backs, we're going to have Serginho Death. And I feel like he's good. He's a name he's that I've heard people good. say is very good. Definitely. I think I think it's going to be Dest and Anthony Robinson, both of whom I feel good about, right? Like so are you know, are they, you know, world class? Like but they're not they're not Polisic and and uh and in my opinion Reyna, but like yeah. So uh but feel good about that. And then moving up to the midfield, it's I don't know, kind of it's going to be Probably so. Weston McKinney's going to be in the mix. He's playing. He was playing with, with Ronaldo at uh, uh, um, at Juventus, and so he's he's a baller. Um, probably going to be Tyler Adams and Kellen Acosta. Maybe it's 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 tough for or or, or maybe Musa. It's I don't, it depends on the formation to some degree. Uh, and of course, for all of that, you know, I like Weston McKinney the best, and and I like Tyler Adams. But like, you know, we'll we'll, we'll see. I think. I'd rather probably get um, get creative because I, I think they're going to have to make some forward decisions. And if I'm playing FIFA, I'm throwing fucking people back into the midfield, right? And just getting creative on uh, on who's going where. And that's you know, if they had me behind the helm, that's what I'd be doing. Be switching. <laughs> who's the switching coach? Who's the coach? Uh, Burhalter. He's a stiff. Which and they've fucking stunk as far as the friendlies and everything of the last. 
few I mean, months, right? I mean, I'm seeing a, a draw, a nil-nil draw with Saudi Arabia. They lost to Japan 2-0. Well, they were, you know. Uh, you know, Japan had one of a couple surprise plays. I think. <laughs> I swear it is just... <laughs> Shout out Bill Parcells. Yeah, you know. I feel like I feel like Yunus Musa though was really good in qualifying. I'd be shocked if he wasn't playing. Totally. I also I, I think I think he uh, he pro- he probably will. But like you know, you've got Polisic Polisic. You want to play? You've got the question is: Are they going to play a, a, a true forward? Which I think they will. I think they're going to start Josh Josh Sargent who is like a full-blown ginger, which you just hate to see, um, right? But uh, but is a, a stud, I, and, and I like him. Again, glad glad that they don't have Josie Altador out there. They're trotting his, you know, uh, who I loved, but like I think in the last World Cup, World Cup, like pulled his hamstring like literally five minutes into the – he made one run and just came up lame, right? Um, so can I, can I say something on the forwards? Yeah, and this this hits close to home. THG. Well, you're more of a fake FC Cincinnati fan. Why the hell did Brandon Vasquez not get called into camp? I couldn't tell you. I you know I think I mean he's not. Who's this guy? Who is he? He was he was he's a forward for FC Cincinnati. Had like a breakout year this year. Scored 19 goals in MLS. Young young guy. I think he's like 23. It's not and that young. They, well, it's not that young, but they wouldn't even call him into camp. Like the, he he he. It's essentially the U.S. and Mexico. Whoever calls him into camp first, he's gonna, you know, be be cap tied to him. And the U.S. is just farting around. They're bringing in Jordan Morris and all these guys that suck. They never do listen, anything. You're not gonna. You're not, I, I'm in for. I mean, Jordan Morris. And, well, and I feel like Josh Sargent sucks. I, he's a guy that I've heard about for so long, and it's like, what? What has he done? What has he done? They were in the World Cup. What did you want him to? He's starting for a German Premier League team. Well, he should have got him in the World Cup if he's that good. Which like all right, what like the composition of the team are most of these guys MLS or is it a mix? Is it like kind of half and half of like guys that are in that are in the top leagues in Europe and guys that are in MLS? Uh, that's a good question. I, I offhand I don't know the exact breakout. I would say probably I feel, mostly not MLS would be how I would yeah. how I would look at it. But I, I I don't know offhand. I feel like if somebody's playing in the second division in Belgium, it for whatever reason it carries more weight than MLS. Even if it's not Is a MLS league. like live? I mean is MLS like live golf where it's like the I don't washed no, up, I don't think almost so. retired guys. I think it may have been a little of that at one point, but I feel like the MLS is getting better. It's de- I don't it's know. definitely getting better. I would say like I, I guess I don't I can't speak to the second tier of the Belgium league, but like broadly, <laughs> like if you're if you're getting minutes in a European league it's better than the MLS. Like, you know, um, now are you, are you playing consistently? Are you playing with, like, cause there's a lot of chemistry, right? Like my worry on this yeah. is like, I, I, like there are people that I would not have included, right? Like Reem and then Reem again, probably. Right. But outside of that, like totally agree on Morris, get Morris's ass out of there. Yedlin, like, I don't know what he's doing. So the, the Aaron Long stinks. He's another defender. He stinks. He's an MLS guy. Stinks, right? And so Jack Moore. I don't know anything about Jack Moore. Is I, he any good? Yeah, he's better than better than, better than Long and and I can't wait till people hate on the Ream call. But like you know whatever, right? <laughs> but like whoever you're, I don't even know who the hell you're talking about, Randy. But like uh, uh, Brandon Vasquez. No, I don't. Uh, but like Pep, uh, what is it? Jesus. Pepe or where? Uh, the fuck the the other there's an, there's been there's like three or four guys Ricardo Pepe yeah Pepe um, could have been in there before like there's tons Alexi Lawless Lawless 
He's a defender, right? Now he is. At, well, he he and Reem are probably again. like neck and neck right now from movement standpoint. Like Reem's going to have cement shoes on out there. It's going to be, he's just going to get baptized <laughs> by England. How, is Landon, Landon Donovan would be, would have to be like the second or third best player on this team. That is a horrific Jesus, day. really? No. Landon Donovan was so good. He and Clint Dempsey should be on this team, I think. How old are those guys they're, now? They're retired. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, Donovan got cut for, from 14. Not that, I mean, I think he probably should have been there, but he wasn't even on 14, I don't think. God, Randy, you jocked uh, Clint Dempsey so hard. And she can back me up. He was good, He was right? great. Yeah. He was he was the Deuce. irrational confidence guy to some degree, yeah. right? Like and and yeah. a lot of a lot of swagger, like not backing down from anybody. He's the opposite of how Randy was in, in basketball, right? Like just never got into the paint. Oh, yeah, I'm not even gonna dignify <laughs> that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah. THG, if you want to talk about you know intramural basketball at Miami, we can certainly. Yeah. You mean like yeah, yeah. game winning shot? We can yeah, I can pick this one if you want. Yeah. So go ahead. Uh, um, has like the style of the team evolved at all? Uh, I mean, THG, have you gone to any of these friendlies, like the one against Mexico last year in, in Cincinnati, or the one in Columbus against El Salvador, or Morocco on June first? I was in, in Cincinnati. Yeah, so I was at I was at Morocco. It was hot as shit, and Morocco showed out, dude. It was. <laughs> I can't sleep on Morocco. Morocco Everybody knows totally. that. Yeah, they're they're coming they're coming in hot. Um, so, like, like, do they play a more artful style than they used to, to, or is it still to just out like the back TC? They're trying to possess the ball. They're trying to, you know, keep possession. But at the end of the day, they're just none of them are as skilled as like the really good countries. I, in my opinion, yeah, I mean, so sure, we're not, but like, I think we're as good as you know the the Wales team's going to be at that, right? Wales isn't. Wales has got you know. Uh, I think Iran's going to be tough. Are we going to talk? Are we going to talk like actual? Okay. Let's go. Yeah, let's, yeah, let's go. talk. Great like, like what's the? What are the chances? Who's in our our pool? And what are the chances that we get out? I of think. I mean, by? like, I haven't looked at the betting odds, but I would say, I would say we are the second favorite. I, I don't think it's like clear. I'd say Wales and and, and us are probably right in the mix. Um, England's by far going to be the favorite to get out. Uh, and for a lot of, I mean, for good reason, they're, you know, a top tier team, uh, and have had a very, very talented players. The, the question is, are, you know, the, the weight of the weight of the shirt, are they going to, you know, totally chip the bed, which is a real question for England. And, and two and two get out of each pool, Correct. right? Or group. Okay. Um, okay. And so, so I, I don't know you guys, if somebody can pull up the odds, I'd, I'd be curious what they actually are, but, um, I'm efforting. Yeah. Uh, so keep, keep filling. Keep yeah. filling. That's, I mean, that's going to be lit going against Iran. Like. Totally. I I would say so. I would say so. We have Iran last, which I think is going to be interesting, right? Because okay. they're you know wait. I know less than nothing about their team, but I I do know that they are better than. Uh, everything that I've read is that they're better than most people think. Like it's not, you know, they're not going to get like, uh, you know, blown out. And they are, uh, they, they are yeah. talented. I think they have, they have somebody who's playing in, um, I think the Portuguese league and he like, he's the second leading scorer. I think their forward plays in the uh, place for Porto or something. And is like the second leading scorer in that league. You know, is that like, that, like Portuguese league top tier? No, but like, it's not bad. <laughs> 
I have the odds. <laughs> okay. England is minus 280 to be the group winner. The U.S. and Wales are both plus 500 to win the group, and Iran is plus 1,600. So what about just advance? To qualify from the group is England minus 1,200, USA minus 105, Wales plus 100, Iran plus 350. So essentially they're saying England heavy favorite to get out, USA and Wales neck and neck to be the second team out. Mm. That feels right. I mean, I think – I don't know a ton about Wales either. Bale is still – like he could still absolutely just dissect this in a moment, right? Especially with Reem. Like honestly, you might see – you might see Reem just get like turned around and like spun into the air or something, right? What's this Reem guy's first Tim. name? Tim. He's 35 years Tim, old. Tim Reem. And again – Timothy Michael Rame. Oh, he's got a he's got a man bun. So does Bale, or did that should be right up THC's alley. Exactly. Okay. Well, there's you know I'm looking for a little a little bit more than that. I did see and and I couldn't tell, especially I know you guys touched on the Twitter stuff, right? I did see some sort of like a if it was a meme or a story of um, the uh, I forget what coach it was the 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 Barcelona dude or whatever because I think they I don't know it would have been Barcelona some like top tier coach saying. To Reem, apparently, like if you were, you know, twenty. It was Pep. No, I heard this. It was Pep. Is that a yes. real quote? Yeah. Well, that's get, what people say. Get the f- out of here. There's no way that was a real quote. <laughs> essentially, trying. Essentially, the quote was like, "If you were ten years younger, you'd be playing for me" or something. And, and I'm just like, "What are you looking at?" Right? Like, it's like it's like it's like your favorite thing that you always say. Yeah. If I if I was fucking my aunt, I'd be my <laughs> uncle. Like, I don't think that's it. I think it's. I think it's if I had a. If my aunt had a dick, she'd be my <laughs> uncle. I'm not talking about. But it's true. Like you can just throw a lot of ifs, right? Like, but he's not, and he's not playing for you, Pep. And I know, like, he, he, Pep like sneezed and like thought he saw something, but he didn't see it. Uh, all right. So you're officially you're officially calling yeah. that the U.S. is going to get out of Group B. And is that and is that success? Definitely. Like is like is just getting out of pool play. That's that's a successful World Cup. Yeah, campaign. I mean success. Yeah, I would say I, I certainly wouldn't say like I expect to get out. I think that is that's not like wildly successful. But I will be disappointed if we don't. Not totally shocked because again, it's a young team. You know, are the pieces greater than or are the whole greater than the pieces? Like you know, I can't tell you at this point. But I would ex- I would yeah like they should. Like where's all the where's all the fucking high upside talent? Like where's the like they're on the team predator athletes? No, like the guys that have like mega like this guy's a sure thing. Like you know like the freaks. Where's the freaks? freaks? Are we about to are we about to go into like what if LeBron played soccer? Are we no? We don't have no. We don't have to do that. Well, I just I like no, but it's like there's there's so many more kids that have been playing soccer over the last 10, 15 years. It seems like we'd Christian be Pulisic. well into seeing Pulisic that shit is, develop is, now. It's like playing. We already have some of that right now. We have like we one of them, know. right? Is play, is, yeah. He, he plays for Barcelona, doesn't he? Yeah, you haven't talked about him on this pod I yet. I mean, you know, you, you don't listen, Tron. <laughs> What, uh, so Gio Reyna, I think, is supposed to be one of these people, but THC, if I'm being honest, I'm really concerned he might lack the most important ability. The clutch gene? Wow. No, availability. No. He's, he's, he's nebbish. I think we have to call it like it is. He's nebbish. I mean, Straight he's up. been hurt, for sure. You know, uh, 
I, I'm not like in the training room, so I can't speak to that. Uh, but I, Serginho does plays for AC Milan, I believe. I mean, he did play for Barcelona, though, so maybe I'm. Maybe they loaned him out. All right, who else? Who else do you like? Like, like as far as uh, let's just go through the pools or the uh, the yeah. groups here. Group A, Group A, we've got uh, Qatar, Ecuador, Senegal, and Kamish's, uh Netherlands squad. I feel like Netherlands is going to have a similar deal as England, which is like you know, Netherlands isn't as talented as as, as England, but like they always end up kind of you know blowing it, and I feel like they certainly they certainly could on that one. Qatar, I think, right. is going to be fascinating. I'm very interested to see where the hell this World Cup goes. I've seen, I don't know, have you guys, did you guys talk at all about any of the the infrastructure and like pictures and shit? No, no, it, no. I just, I just watched the Netflix documentary though, FIFA Uncovered. It's not, I have not good. Watched that They're running a really, really clean program. Yeah, it's not good. No, it's, it's, it's definitely not good. Um, but, like I, I don't know. I saw like one video on Twitter, and it looked like it was immediate fire festival vibes of what was going on there, right? <laughs> and like now, and I don't want to like paper over like the atrocities in human right or whatever, but like it is, it is just gonna. I, I I wonder what we'll see like when we tune into the games, and then like the reality of what the hell's going on there. I think is just gonna be really interesting to hear about. Yeah. It, like, there's got to be documentaries made that I think are going to be really interesting to watch on what the hell actually happened in Qatar. Um, All right. So no, no sleepers or no big surprises in that. So group. what you think everybody is? Here. Uh, I don't know. Probably Senegal. I mean, Senegal and Netherlands would be my guess on that. Okay. I don't I get through for the African teams. Love the African teams. I'm gonna, like Africa and South they, America. They play such a optimistic brand of, of football. What do you mean? They Randy, I mean the the teams from Africa, THG. Okay. Clarifying. <laughs> you, you will not bully me on my own podcast. Yeah, folks, folks, just 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 letting you know, THG is a big big cancel culture oh, okay. guy. Always trying to do gotcha stuff with gotcha us. Gotcha journalism. So. Yeah, that's what it is. All right, we talked group B. Like, yeah. You're saying England and US. Uh, yes. And then, and then, as we go through these, like highlight anybody that you think has particular upside. That's like, all right, like I think they're going to be in the final four. They're going to win it all. That yeah. That's sort of thing. Uh, England um, certainly, you know. I, again, I don't know if there's if there's odds on that, but England's one of the most talented teams. I would say where, where we're about to go. No, England are fluffers. They they will not. I agree. They, I think I think they are they are one where again, like on paper, very talented. Right? They've had a a generation of of players come through who are. You know, good and uh, and they obviously have the EPL, which is which is huge. But um, I think you know the weight. What they always say the weight of the shirt. Like they're gonna just like totally collapse. And then, and then watching, you know, the headlines of all the English papers or whatever, just get out and you know absolutely lose their mind about up, get yeah, all over just, them. Yeah. Who's your EPL squad? THG. I don't really have one. Uh, I'm a, just a diehard FC Cincinnati okay. fan, so it's hard to really, um, <laughs> you know, divide. THG. THG yeah. and I are going to be in the Bailey next year at some point together. You you don't live in Cincinnati, Randy. No, I'm going to come back, though. Uh, all right, Group C, let's keep this moving. Argentina, Saudi Arabia, Mexico, and Poland. Tron, is there anything you want to say about Saudi Arabia first? Uh, like, like, I don't know. I don't know. They're big. I'm not really familiar with their squad. I mean, you, I don't know about that. <laughs> big Saudi Arabia guy, are you? No? <laughs> In theory, um, in theory. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, Argentina by far, like 
I would imagine is going to be the favorite. I don't again don't know the odds, but like Messi. You want the overall odds to win the World Cup? Would yeah. that be helpful yeah. for you, THC? All right. Yeah. Well, you keep talking, and I'll find those. <laughs> well, I mean, what kind of prep are we doing here, Randy? This is a professional podcast. I feel like you should have this. This, well, this, I didn't know you needed the odds as a crutch. Well, you, you're the subject matter I'm expert here, to, It's here, a dog. drop session, and and I'm bringing I'm bringing all the you know all the commentary. <laughs> we are trying. Well, is there anything we is need to Mexico know about good? Poland? Yeah, is Mexico good? Yeah, well, you got to give us the heads up on this stuff. Does Messi still play? Like, I you know I'm fu- kind of fucking shook that like Lawless and you know Josie Altador and Freddie Adu aren't on the team and Kobe yeah. Jones like. Uh, I mean, that's, I'd say about 20 years past, but yeah, like it's a, it's a fair comment. So I would say, so Argentina by far is going to be the favorite there. They absolutely should be advanced and like arguably like the final four, whatever, right? This is, uh, that's correct. Should be, let's back that up. They're the second favorite to win the whole world cup. Yeah. I mean, behind Brazil who won the last world cup. Who could say I was, I mean, we weren't in it, so I don't think there was one, right? That's true. I don't, I I don't, I don't think I mean, straight up, none of us know who won the last World Cup. America's not there. It doesn't exist. I would guess Italy or Spain or... France won it. France, of course. Really? France. France is the third favorite. Spain, England, Germany. They're all 10 to 1 or better. That's boring. Sorry, THE. So who's your, who, is Mexico any good? Are they going to get out with, with Argentina? I would say Mexico... I would, I would guess Mexico is... Roughly even with Poland. Like I don't know a ton about Poland other than uh, Lewandowski, who's a stud or at least was a stud. Um, but they're you know Poland's going to have their fair share of European players. They'll be they'll be good. I, so if I had to guess, I would say it'll be Poland and Argentina. But like I just I don't know. For me, Mexico. If we beat them, you know they're they're not great. They're trash. So yeah, exactly. They're, they're trash. Right. Group D. France, Australia, Denmark, Tunisia. You also got to give us which one's the group of death as we go along here. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I would say my guess is looking at the groups. I didn't. I, I mean, group group E is sick. Spain, Costa Rica, Germany, that's, Japan. That seems kind of deathy. That's probably it. I feel like um, Portugal, I don't know, Portugal, Uruguay, Ghana, and South Korea are all like pretty strong as well. Yeah. I don't know. I, I I'm sure I'm sure there is a group of death. I actually didn't even look at that. I'm sure the media has has said that. Is Germany still good? Like are they still a good yes, team? It's I feel uh they are probably on the tail end of their like, you know, golden generation, but uh definitely they are they are very good. Okay. Uh Thomas is Costa Rica still frisky? I mean, Costa Rica's fine. Uh I was just in Costa Rica. <laughs> They were, uh, you know, beautiful country. Um, I, I, I want to get to. Uh, sorry, did we even talk about France? No, we haven't. We're, well, you we're guys jumping are just around, throwing, throwing shit around here. Oh, Let's go to like, Group D. We're trying to yeah, keep it moving. France? Yeah, France. I think is who I would pick. I think France is gonna is gonna be is gonna be the squad. Um, who do, who then, do we need to know on this team? Who like who's their best player? Yeah. Mbappe, Kylian Mbappe. Okay. Have you heard? I mean, he was. I think the the. I feel like I've I've seen his name. I couldn't really tell you anything about him. I mean, let me pull up the squad and uh, and quickly talk through it. He's definitely their 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 best player. They've got uh, Hugo Lloris, who's a you know is is a is a great keeper. Um, of course. 
who else? Uh, Giroud still plays for them. Olivier uh, Giroud, which is the you know all time EPL chant. Uh, Olivier Giroud to Hey Jude, uh, which is one of the better ones they got, right? <laughs> Uh, and then uh, Griezmann plays for them as well. It looks like they don't have uh, Benzema on there, which is tough because I'm a big Benzema fan. But, you know, he's kind of old at this point, too. But uh, like just top to bottom, you're going to look at France and they're just like, you know, in the mix and great leagues and, and talented. And, and Kylian Mbappe was like, I think, the youngest best player in the last World Cup and is now just truly come continued to come into form. So he's he's a badass. I think their fluffers not going to win. I feel like everybody's been a fluffer so far. So can I get yeah, the predictions from you guys on who's going to win? Well, well, I'll tell you after he yeah, goes into so Group E. Yep. Spain, fluffers. Costa Rica, Germany, and Japan. Spain's fluffers for me. Total fluffers. Okay. Yeah. Germany. I don't know. I. Uh, you you know. can't count out Germany. You never count out Germany. Yeah, I mean, like Merkel's gone though, Randy. It's true. They're rudderless. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, I, 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 I don't know. I haven't even heard of any of these people in Germany, though. That's not good. I, Mueller. I know Mueller. Probably the most German-looking person that's ever existed, Thomas Mueller. What happened? They, they, I thought they robbed all the, the Poland of all their good players. What happened to all those guys? That's a <laughs> – not touching that one. Okay. Um, uh, well, Spain and Germany, I, I mean – can can Japan or Costa Rica get out of there ahead no. of them? Definitely okay. not. All right. Well, let's it's keep moving. Spain and Germany for sure. I mean, Japan, you know. All right. Group F, Belgium, Canada, Morocco, who you were touting Morocco and Croatia. So Belgium, last go around, or the last couple go arounds, it seems like they've Belgium's be, been They've got to be in the next two. Where, where are they on the odds, Randy? I feel like they no, no, they weren't. they weren't amongst the top. I felt like Croatia was also Croatia like was in the mix. Exciting. Croatia's very, very, very talented. Yeah, so. Belgium's eighteen to one like during during the Euros. Belgium's Euro eighteen too. to one to win the World Cup, but behind Portugal, Netherlands, Germany, England, I would, Spain. You know, listen, I, I'm a uh, a Portugal guy. I've always loved Portugal. I would take Belgium over Portugal. I think for sure on on that. So that's uh, that's an easy easy one for me. I think Port. This is you know the Ronaldo versus Messi World Cup, and I think I think you know uh, Ronaldo's Ronaldo. just gonna ride off into the sunset eating. Eating dirt. Ronaldo stinks. Ronaldo stinks. Does uh, does does my guy Lukaku still play for I'm Belgium? Sure. Yeah, I, I didn't look at their squad. That, that's him, my dude. They've got uh, Origi. They've got they've they're just Kevin De Bruyne is a badass. They've got a, a very talented squad. Why, why was Canada so good in in Concacaf qualifying? Well, they've got uh, I'm blanking on his name. They've got like an unreal player as well. Uh, that just like he's like a total total. I didn't you know. Where the hell did he come from, and why is he playing for Canada? Type deal, uh, but I thought he was hurt actually. So I heard Denmark though has the the freak. Who's who's the freak in the in the EPL right now? No, that's Norway. Norway's oh, yeah. got the mega. Oh, freak. he's Norwegian. Oh, they're not even in the tournament. Yeah, he is yeah. very Norwegian though. What the hell he's is that just supposed like to mean? A total badass in the EPL. <laughs> he's he's a freak. Uh, okay, so we're we're saying Belgium's out, and then who? Canada, Morocco, or Croatia? Who are you taking? Canada, Morocco. I'm, I'm going Croatia. Uh, I mean, Croatia's I mean, definitely Croatia. going to be the favorite. I'm riding with Morocco. I think they're going to upset everybody. Wow! 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 Okay. I mean, like, I mean, like that's, All right, Group that's G. Definitely, I, I, that's a hopeful pick more than anything, right? 
Group G, Brazil, Serbia, Switzerland, Cameroon. So, no, Brazil's obviously the favorite there. I don't want to uh I don't want to upset um any of the Swiss, but I'm gonna I'm gonna take I'm gonna take uh, Serbia there. I think Swit- Switzerland's a, a fine squad, but I'm gonna take Brazil and and Serbia there. Um, no love for Cameroon. Listen, you know, no, I, I don't know anything about Cameroon, um, but uh, you know, I know that they're they're uh, you know gonna gonna be the the rooting fat uh, squad for for you all. But uh, who's the best player on Brazil right now? Like, who's gonna be the darling? Ronaldinho? <laughs> is that a person? <laughs> Na- like name Neymar is already thirty years old. Who's who's is like another Ronaldinho? Line? No, uh, I don't. Uh, I'd have to. I'd have to look. I think Neymar's still the face. I mean, like he's he's old though, right? Like how many single name guys do they have? They got you know? Anthony who plays for Manchester United. They have Rafinha. Rafinha. Yep. Yep. Plays for Barcelona. R- R- Richarlson, Richarlson, yep. Uh, Fabinho, Fred. Oh, you're talking one name guys. Pedro, <laughs> Rodrigo. Because I feel like you got to be a dog to have yeah, one name. You do, right? I don't know if that's a a requirement formally. <laughs> I mean, you're Tron, and that doesn't really get you anywhere. No, I'm TC. I'm Tron Carter. I have two names, you know, four names. Who really. are you putting in goal here, uh, Randy? You got Allison, Ederson, or Waverton. I don't, who do they play for? What are you talking about? Is it, that's the name of the of the goalkeepers for Brazil. Are, are they all one, one name dogs? All one names. Wow. For Brazil? Yeah, Allison, Ederson, and Weaverton. God, none of those sound Brazilian to me. Uh, I I'd say take your pick, it's Allison. Allison. Let's go with Allison. I think it's Allison. Plays for Liverpool. Oh, for Randy, sure. Then Randy's still bummed that Bolsonaro got voted out. So Brazil's gonna have a chip on their shoulder. I would love uh, to hear why you're bummed uh, Because <laughs> no, he's a great guy and he's got lots of great ideas. Group H is Portugal, Ghana, Uruguay, and South Korea. I'm I'm reading a ton of buzz about Uruguay being a, a sleeper in this tournament. I don't know. I guess what is qualified as a sleeper? Uruguay's always been very competitive, uh and, and good out of out of uh you know um South America. But but yeah, I would say it's gonna be Portugal and Uruguay. Ghana Ghana's a sleeper pick. Why is it always got to be Ghana? They're just they're those guys. They just get it done. But like I'm I'm seeing here that they're six they're ranked 61st in the FIFA rankings. Where like Senegal's the highest ranked African team at 18th. Like what's happened to Africa and also like, you know, where's like Colombia or um Chile? Like Chile had a good young team I mean, a few years back, right? The- the South American qualifiers are a lot harder than CONCACAF. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I mean, what, like, who are you, I guess, you know, who are you taking out? Yeah, I, I guess. I don't know. I just, you know, Probably it just Costa seems Rica like some of the... us and just giving them another bid, right? Like, yeah, CONCACAF's yeah. a disgrace. Mexico, though, ahead of us, we beat Mexico's ass. And we, yeah, but I mean, we just can't, we play to the opponent. The Oceanic teams, too. Get get them out of here. Australia, go home. I, I feel like Australia always kind of skates by, skates yeah. in, you know? Get them out of here. I mean... And, and I think it's a disgrace that the host nation automatically qualifies. Qatar has no business being in this World Cup. Well, I mean, well, before you even get to that, they have no business having the World Cup before being in it, right? Of course. Uh, of course. But, I mean, listen, I think 
think think about this. If they they get in there and they make some noise and like somehow win a game, like the consp- the conspiracy theory people are going to lose their mind if they somehow make some noise in there. Which is, you know, that's where I that's where I want to get. Do they have like a bunch of like fake Qatar nationals that have like taken up citizenship from elsewhere? Like they were like paying for people to to come out. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I, I mean, let's uh, pull that squad up. I can't I don't I don't know who who's on it or if I recognize anybody, but again, they're the odds on Qatar getting any results I think would be fascinating to see. Qatar has uh hold tight. Hold tight. They have, they have a guy named Roro. I don't see Roro. Where's Roro? Are there gonna be like Vuvuzelas or some shit at this World Cup? Vuvuzelas are sick. Mm. I mean I mean if I'm unprepared to talk about the cultural uh, of Qatar and how it's going to come to life for the World Cup. I didn't do that research. The whole Qatari team looks like they play for Qatari clubs. This is incredible. FC Doha. Al Saad. This guy has 160 caps for Qatar. Hassan Al Haidas. I mean, they got defensemen who have scored 20 goals at the club level. It's incredible. <laughs> I, give me who I don't know who that is, but let's do a, a an exchange for Reem. I'm in. It's Bulam Kuki. I'm He's 32 though, so you might not like him. Still, I'm throwing my support behind. I'm bummed that Sweden's not in it. I'm throwing some of my support behind the Northern European squads. So, Tron, who, who's, South your, America. Who, who's your pick to win? On the record, like, 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 logically or heart, like heart or head, Randy. Let's go uh, either or. I want. I'm a pick for either. Um, heart. You know what? I would. I want to see England do well. That's for once. Total disgrace. <laughs> that's so disgraceful. Uh, he's, just, he's just riding. Wait, that's your heart pick. Northern European. He's just no, European no. centric. This ethno. Just him. This ethno European centricism from Tron is just not good. The Church of England hates your country. Oh, I would say, I know, they do. Uh, yeah, I take that back, Big. Uh, I would like to see, I'd like to see a team like Denmark win it all. The Danes. I could get down with that. THG, my, my heart pick is the United States of America. That's right. And uh, my head pick? Also the U.S. Gotta be, right? I mean, <laughs> It's tough to tell who's not fluffers. I think there are a lot of fluffers. I mean, France is not. It might be like the NFL. Everybody yeah. sucks. Give me. Mm, I think in a world full of fluffers, I always, I always trust the Germans. They're just they're coldly yeah. efficient. I'd love to see Belgium do well too. It seems like they play so an exciting Brazil brand the of ball. Favorites. Yeah, yeah. That's a lot of people. Well, I'm yeah. not taking that. That a lot of people think it's their best national team since whenever they last won it. Yeah, that's a fluff pick. I think my heart is. I mean. The U.S., sure. But we're going to move on quickly to, like, an actual, like, is probably, like, who I'll be rooting for when we probably inevitably get knocked out is going to be Belgium. Uh, I think my head pick is still going to be France. Okay. But, I can get down with Belgium, too. I feel like they got a lot of exciting guys. I just want to be able to root for them. Like, you know, Lukaku's a fucking unit. He's like Derek Henry. You said you, you were a Portugal guy, though, THG. I am, but, like, Ronaldo's just, he's just burned me out. I feel like the, the bullshit he pulls, and, like, I think I read something that, like, his, like, national teammates are all out on him now, too. Or maybe they have been, and it's just coming to life. Yeah, he seems like an exceedingly bad guy. 
his the pictures he posts he, he, are just like they have to be ironic sometimes like the shit that he's doing and like the poses and stuff he seems like he's like the soccer version of mr unlimited <laughs> it's not a bad call but uh no they i think i think i'll yeah i'll take uh i'll take belgium as my as my heart pick but i think it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting but what okay so from you guys what what's gonna happen with the u.s like what's your feel there I think they draw Wales. I think they draw England and then maybe have a one goal win against Iran. That's a great, I mean, that's, that's the, I think it's going to be super uninspiring though for a while. Uh, You know what? I think my, I think the U S does not make it out of group play. I think Wales vanquishes them, Mm. makes it out of group play. And who, and who's on Wales giving you that confidence? Is it is it Gareth yeah. Bale? Is that, that's a question. Yes, it is Gareth, there, it is there Gareth Bale. That's there we go. <laughs> who, who is yeah. Gareth Bale? Is correct. <laughs> for for, yeah. for six hundred. You can't sleep on a guy like Aaron Ramsey. You know, of course, Kiefer Moore will probably be involved. Very of course. clearly reading names at the moment. <laughs> they've got James. They've got our guy JC James Corey exactly. in that corner. Yeah. So they're. I think yeah, he's the they're, keeper. They're a stern test. I actually, honestly, I wouldn't mind if Iran got out. Just starts bucking their head a little bit. <laughs> yeah, just breaks containment. Life's always a little bit more interesting when Iran's bucking their head. They would cancel Christmas, so I think it. You know. Uh, all right, we got to talk. Thg, you had a really, really unfortunate incident on your honeymoon, or on the way to your honeymoon. Yes, at CVG. You want to you want to you want to take I mean, us there? I think you you laid it out fairly well. There was a couple couple clarifications to make. Um, you know, number number one, we were initially supposed to go to Charlotte, uh, and you were flying American, right. of course. Uh, Why did you choose to fly American? That seems like a horrible idea. Um, I don't remember if I did. Honestly, you know, the the my my better half may have uh, wow may have blaming it on your wife. They have booked that. I don't know that I'm blaming. I mean, choosing American. It's not like there's a ton of options there, right? And like, you know, I'm sure I'm sure Delta was like four grand or something. So, uh, so the premium product. Point, I mean, yes, having flights and like actually being able to get on them is a premium product. Um, <laughs> But yeah, so we, you know, it was like an eight thirty flight. It was a Monday, you know, and we had a couple days, so it's not like we were like hungover. It was the night after or whatever, and we show up because uh, originally we'd booked like an eight thirty or eight forty five flight, and at some point they moved it up to a six thirty flight. I don't remember getting the notification, whatever. So, but we knew it, and we I think got to the airport around two hours early. The key thing to, to, to note though is like we weren't checking a bag. But we could not check in online for whatever reason. They were like passport control, or whatever. Which because it's a garbage yeah. organization. I yeah. I mean, like it's not a mystery. They're just they're garbage. I'm not. Listen, I'm I'm with you. I think the you know Tron's cronies in the comments are the ones that you need to address that to, who are like all up in arms about you know how this was on me or whatever, right? And so essentially, we get there about two hours early, and this the lines that we saw were absolutely absurd, right? And so, you know, global entry, TSA pre-check, not checking a bag, right? We were gone for we were gone for like 10 days, but like not checking a bag. We walk up to the line, this huge, huge line for American Airlines, and they do not have different lines for checked baggage and check-in. They've got one line, right? 
horrendous, bad. right? Like who's, who's running this. And so we like, I like go up and check. Cause you know, we still have time. I'm just like, what do we have to wait in this stupid line? And, and we still, THG's on a, THG's on a custom to waiting <laughs> with the plebeians. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and so we just stood in that line and we get up there and uh, again, we probably stood there for an hour, 40 minutes. Or so we get up there and they were like, no, like it's, it's too late. We can rebook you. And I was like, I was like, I was just like floored. <laughs> right. Cause we didn't even get to security and they, and, and the woman, of course, like, uh, you know, the, the baggage line behind the belt had stopped working too. So there was just like chaos that was going on. The other people were like trying to like move bags around. They were clearly understaffed and, and they were like, well, internationally, you have to be here three hours early. And, and I about, I didn't say it because we needed to get rebooked. And like, who knows if they're going to try and make me buy a new flight or whatever the hell was going on. But I want to say like, are you telling me you were here at three 30 in the morning at CVG? Right? Like, there's no way that these people. It's like the fucking airport doesn't even open so like, what do you think? Three right. hours. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Like you just were incapable of working yeah. through the amount of people you had to. And so. And, it, and it's not like it's a shock of like how many people, like, you know, how many people are on your fucking like flight that day. Empty. These flights had to be because there were so many people behind us still. And so, <laughs> you know, uh, so it was super annoying, but like it was, you know, nine days instead of 10, we had to go down to Miami and so we, we decided to fly out later that day, fly to Miami and then take a flight in the morning and get there. And it was, it was fine, but like, it was just an absurd scene. And like, again, CVG's fine usually for me, but like, I would, but you're flying Delta. Well, I don't have the, you know, the Tron Carter money, unfortunately. So I don't, well, I, I, I know you're a big Allegiant and spirit huge, guy too. Huge Allegiant. Spirit status. Status. Frontier status. Do they have status? Uh, no. no, I don't know. You guys, know. you guys are living know. like this, like, like cush, cush, you know, BMW Delta life, and like the rest of us listening to the trap talk can't relate. You know, whatever mm. you're eating, like you know, sh- was it shrimp scampi on the flight to Korea, <laughs> booger McFarlane with drawn butter and all that shit. That that like, it's a reference that probably nobody will get, right? Well, those are the best. Uh, well, THG, I'm glad everything turned out okay. We also need to have you address what is your relationship with the commission? The listeners know that mm. TC and I do not have a relationship at the moment. What, what can you tell us about the commission? I mean, text with him some. He was at the nuptials, so a true friend. Does he ever ask about us? I, did, I barely got to talk to him. It was, it was absurd. Like, it, you know, I understand you know, uh, Tron was, was negotiating world peace at the DMZ, but Randy just got backed down by the commission. Kind of. I was nervous. I didn't know what, well, first of all, you, you know, you're going to make me come to this alone. I, I didn't know if I'd know anybody. I'm not making you, you know. come to it. Alone. You didn't no, give him a didn't plus, give a plus one? one. Didn't give me a friendly, oh. a friendly face to, you know, if, enjoy listen, the proceedings with Tron wasn't going, I would have given you a plus one. Specifically. Yeah. This is about the commission. <laughs> mm-hmm. He never asked about us. He's, you know, how's Randy and Tron? I don't talk to them. I don't talk to him that much. Right. Like not in the, not in the league. Uh, I mean, he, you know, he came to the, to the golf outing, I guess last summer. Cause I, I wasn't able to go to one this summer. How's he doing? How's he, how's Looks he look? Like commish. Is he progressing through dental school? Which I, 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 you know, the more we think about this, the more this whole dental school thing might be a, a total cover. He might be deep into crypto out in the desert and just, you know, figured that we were massive liabilities to, to have 
connection with us. Are you suggesting that he's connected gets, to the FTC scandal or FT, yeah. FTX? I'm not yeah. suggesting any questions. Asking questions, yeah. Um, I have not. Are you? Me. Aren't you a crypto investor, THC? Huge. Yes. What do you think about the crypto market? I think it. Uh, uh, I don't know. THC's diversified. Yeah, I'm just super heavy into Dogecoin. I mean, just really betting it all on Dogecoin. Um, I own no crypto, so zero crypto. THC's minting musky coins. Yeah, I'm starting my own, uh, so I'll, more to come on that. No, I so I honestly I don't talk to the commission that well that or that much. I think overall, I mean, he's you know the commission. He's should should we reach out know. to him? I mean, should, should Why we... am I brokering this? I feel like you asked me this. <laughs> I don't know either. I've never been be, fired as someone. F- yeah, you're friend one of our before. go-betweens. I didn't. I didn't sign up to be, you know, the attaché between, you know, uh, you guys and the commish. Does he still have the same number? Like he's still on our text thread because we he added him back number. in. <laughs> like, 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 what does he do with all those? Texts? Ignore. I mean, same thing I do usually when you guys are talking about <laughs> God knows what. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, give him a call. I, you know, he was at the wedding. You guys didn't show up. Mm. Well, I miss him. I mean, you I miss don't know him so much. To, THG. To Korea. Let's right. Like, so, uh, THG talking about somebody else who spent some time in, uh, Arizona, yeah. Sean Miller. Uh, you're, you're a big, you're a big Xavier musketeer basketball program. You know, one of the fluffiest, most corrupt programs in America. What, uh, how's Sean Miller 2.0? I mean, so far, so good. I think, like, if you're going to talk, and and I know that you don't know literally anything about Xavier, so I'm not going to, (laughs) like, but, like, if you're going to talk about, like, Fluffy, like, our previous coach was Fluffy. Like, he was a total fluffer. Um, He's now our Well, now he's he's also your previous coach, because you went to Miami of Ohio. In a fluffer conference, he's going to be just fine, I think. Stop it. Stop it. I think Xavier has gotten too big for themselves. They've, They've totally lost where they've come from. And it's a disease of more going on at Xavier. And they've, they've totally sold out their whole identity. What? They are, you guys are, are such hypocrites forever blaming the University of Cincinnati and Bob Huggins for their arrest record and the questionable characters coming through that program. And now you guys are, you guys are worse because you're hypocrites with Sean Miller. I'll just say that. Was Sean Miller arrested? He should be. He should be in yeah, jail. Be. Okay, well, you know. Talk to your talk to your law enforcement counterparts, and, and his brother Archie should be too for stealing money from the University of Dayton and IU and IU exactly. Yeah, I had tickets, Randy, to the IU Xavier game. I can't go because I'm gonna be I'm gonna be uh, out of town. But I could have could have given that. I know you're a big IU guy. They play on the IU. My, I'm going to the I'm going to be in Indy for the IU Miami game Sunday. Quit. Why Miami? What the hell is that? Because it's it's where it's, yeah. it's where we went to school. THG. <laughs> I mean, did you go to any games? Who was your favorite Miami basketball player of the past 20 years? Other than Wally Zerbiak. Go ahead. Well, he would have been before the 20 years. Ramos. Ramos. Mike Ramos. Kenny the Hitman Hayes. Tim Pollitt. I mean, yeah. an undersized power forward. No, with, no. that's fine. Deuce, Deuce, Nate Vandersloos. Sluice was great. If you're Chet Mason was amazing. Forward, Danny Horace, Danny the pride Horace of Western Hill. Danny Horace is the answer. Juby Johnson. Danny Juby, is the man. I know. I know these things. No, he was like he the was 11th the man. name you you brought up. Like Tim Pollitt's. <laughs> I was in class with him. He was, the Pollitt's tins were sick. Tyler, I love Tyler Durkers. He was just a, a glue guy out of Moeller. I know that you, you, you don't like him, THG. <laughs> 
who else? It's it's a rich basketball. Who was that Monty guy from, Monty from Roger Baker? Josh Hosfeld? He was sick. I mean, off is that, this is a who's who of mediocrity is what you're just running through right now. No, they, they had was, some who great. Who the guy who hit the shot to go to the tournament? What was that? Who's that? Doug Penno? Penno. That's the, right. The miracle in Cleveland? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. They had that Oregon team beat. Ah, THG. Yeah. Bring it back memories now, man. Who's your favorite? Kevin Fry? James Posey. Oh, God. NBA champion. He was pretty good. Yeah. I thought you were going to who, – who else did I hate that went through Xavier? Uh, I don't know. Jay, I, I could name five people who are 10x anybody you named. <laughs> Ron Harper. Who's, who's the most succe- – David West. He's the most successful Xavier guy in the NBA, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Probably, yeah. I mean, By- Byron Larkin's like the leading scorer, but like that was also, you know, who knows what the hell that league was, uh, back in the day. Brian Grant. I just watched Edmund Romeo Sumner Langford last Sumner's, night. Sumner's nice. Yeah. I mean, he like yeah. super blew out his knee and then, uh, but made a come out. He's like the full, <laughs> you know, flamingo type deal. Savers it is crazy. Well. I, listen, I, 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 I'm glad that you're happy with Travis Steele. I hope he serves you well, Randy. Oh, God. my God. THG, anything else you're burning THG. on? I, like I said, I think, I think you guys need to do a deep dive into the, into the conspiracy world. And, and when you do the conspiracy theory world, let, like, bring me on. Let me, let me dabble there. That's where I've spent a lot of time. A lot of the Alex Jones depositions is a fascinating topic to get into. <laughs> Which side do you fall out on? Which on what? Are you like pro conspiracy or are you? I mean, like, depends. are you an Alex Jones guy or no? No, I, I'm. I'm into. I'm into him just getting absolutely lambasted in these lawsuits for being a horrible person, uh, and and all the sure. dis- dissecting the lies and all that shit. But uh, but it's a it's a fascinating world to delve into. Uh, THG, we were we were congratulating uh, before you hopped on. We were congratulating the Hulk. Oh, yeah, uh, and I know I know you sure. you. You probably enjoy the Huck's entire catalog more than we do. The Huck for so long. I'm just so thrilled for her and all of her work, and I can't see, can't wait to see where she goes next. THG. I can't imagine anybody listening to this is gonna. I I do want to hear the Tim Ream (laughs) feedback though. Oh, you'll get feedback. I'm I'm quite sure of that. Yeah, uh, you can't find me anywhere. I'm, I, I, I'm a lurker on social media, so uh, I'd say I'd say we can do another one when uh, you know when the World Cup is over, or when the U.S. Is, World Cup's over, and I can do a mea culpa if Reem is like has a wonder goal or something, right? Maybe post crosstown shootout. I think that would be great, and maybe you could broker the commission coming on and making it a four way. I'll, I'll I'll give that a shot, Randy. Come into Cincy, and I'll take you to a Xavier game. I'll I'll, I'll show you. I'll no. show you time. Come on. No. Come no. On. No. But I will be in Cincy. We will go to an FC Cincinnati game next year. I think you should come, and I can take. I got season tickets. I'll take you out. I'll, I'll All right, TSC, you gotta get out of here. Get off our show. You gotta get out of here. Don't, but, but don't don't hang, don't hang up until, until your stuff until is your uploaded. Shit's uploaded. You get out of here. I don't know what how do, what the hell does that mean. Just hang on until it says 100 percent uploaded by your name. Okay. But but leave. <laughs> what does that mean? Just TSC. Just, just press leave. leave. TSC. But don't but don't don't Is close that the out. red button? Yeah. It's okay. like the phone button. Okay. Yeah. All right. See you, THG. Leads to Oh my god. What an idiot. He just makes me upset every time we talk to him. Oh my god. It's it's really it's bad, terrible. man.
this and Ziploc that Right on my waistline is why I kept that strap I remember nights, I didn't remember nights I damn near went crazy, I had to get it right Now I'm your favorite rapper's favorite rapper Hey, Now I'm your favorite trapper's favorite trapper The absolute 